Thank you. Well, praise the Lord, folks. I see y'all got up too. <laughs> it's so nice to, to be with you. And uh, it's always a privilege to be with Brother Leg. Uh, we just really love and appreciate Brother Leg. We would come uh, here to if it was just him. But we're glad for all of y'all. Y'all have this church, this uh, meeting, uh, and this church has the most pure worship of any church that and meeting that I go to or know about. It's just pure. Uh, that's the way it is. You may be seated for just a second. Um, so, Brother Leg, thank you so very much for all you mean to so many people. And uh, Brother Mooney, we love Brother Mooney. Amen. He's 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 my friend and my pastor and my assistant general superintendent and the guy that usually browbeats me and everything else. He's everything. Brother Davis, uh, Brother Leg called me and and asked me, would Brother Mar, would you call and ask Brother Davis to come? And I couldn't do anything. I, I didn't necessarily want you to come, but I did not want to disobey him. <laughs> aren't these guys, aren't they preachers? They're preaching machines. <laughs> you wake them up in the middle of the night and holler, preach, and they just start preaching. <laughs> it's just, just pick up where they left off. Uh, I uh, I uh, want to um, make a little statement or two here at the beginning. Uh, let's see. Brother Davis comes after me. Well, I'll prolong it as long as I can. <laughs> God gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And Peter gave them to us. And our key must fit the door of heaven. It still has to fit the door of heaven. We are in the end time, and we are in the time of the great falling away. And I just felt like somebody ought to officially announce that. We all kind of know it, but, and we talk about it, but I wonder if anyone just gets up at a meeting and announces it to the world, because a lot of times folks say, I don't know what in the world is going on. I don't know what's happening. But uh, we are in that time. Everything that can be shaken is in the midst of being shaken. The frog is in the water and the water is at the lukewarm 
pull it. Jump. If we're going to jump, it's going to be now. Because it's going to get so hot after a while, we won't be able to jump. Now, what we have to do, I think, is put the blinders on. You know, in, in case anyone would not be old enough to know what that means when you had a horse or a mule and you was plowing, and if they were skittish type and so forth, or, or sometimes either, you just put the blinders on so they wouldn't be distracted. And they would just plow all day and plow fur because all they could see is ahead where they were going. And now I think it's time for us to put the blinders on and just plow on ahead and do what we were called to do, what we've always done and do what has always worked. Well, I would like to read in uh, Isaiah, the 28th chapter, and the 8th verse, and take off from there. Thank you for standing in honor of the word. Uh, Isaiah 28 and 8. For all tables are full of vomit, and filthiness so that there is no clean place. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And this, this is totally including us in it. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherein you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Underline rest. Verse 15. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and, we, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, uh, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. How, how, how much does God do and believe and appreciate and demand righteousness? Well, he's just going to put how straight is the plummet. And hell shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and water shall overflood the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then you shall be trodden down by it. Verse 20. 
For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on, and the covering narrower than he that he can wrap himself in it. All right, you may be seated. Thank you very much. And I'd like to speak this morning concerning unclean tables, short beds, and narrow covers. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people Come and dine. David said in Psalms, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I was told the other day uh, in more detail than I will give you this morning because uh, of the nature of it. Uh, the the preacher and his wife and son were, were trying to win, uh, though they had uh, a man that started to church, and they was a new church, just beginning. And uh, they were so glad to get uh, a family. And they could tell that they were not clean people. And uh, it's kind of ragged, rugged-like situation. But they need help. And they were human beings. So they were trying. And uh, these folks asked them to come eat with them. Come eat dinner. They didn't want to go. But they said, we have to go. And when they walked in, it was more horrible than you could ever imagine. And they were sitting at the table, and the table was totally dirty. Had not been washed, had not been cleaned. Everything was on it. And the man was so crude that he said, when while they were trying to choke the food down. Just think, the dogs used the restroom on this table yesterday. <clears throat> well, for all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no clean place. No, no clean place to eat. For years, for years, we have had such a clean table to eat off. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. I, I do not look back at, at my raising 
and feel like someone has mistreated me. I talked to a friend out, out of writing a book against Pentecost after he went charismatic because he was going to make out like he was just mistreated so terribly bad. The truth of it, the sucker had been given every advantage there was. I look back and I see the way the things that we were convicted over. And I'm so excited and so happy about it as if it was today. Because I go in homes now where, the, where people come in with, that, that are they're supposed to be Pentecostal, come in with tattoos and, and come in with rings and, and all kind of things in their, their nose and their ears and their tongues and all of this stuff. And Well, I think, oh, God. Thank you, thank you for a clean table, for a clean table, praise God. That old, that old simple way of living, just, just put the blinders on me, just, amen, amen, just, if, if you know, when it's time, trying to teach a little boy manners, he, he looked at him and said, don't teach me that, you know, don't, don't teach me all the other, just, just let me go down let me plow on out the field. I love, I love being Pentecostal. I love being apostolic. I believe you have to have the Holy Ghost. And I, I believe you've got to repent of your sins in order to get the Holy Ghost. And I believe that baptism in Jesus' name, that name that above every name, that's the most wonderful name in the world, and it's applied. And I want, I want my family, and I want my grandkids and my great-grandkids, I want them to have this wonderful truth just like it is. You see, the table was clean. It was so clean. You know, I lived in a day, and of course, I'm not going to keep referring to it like that because it, it, people, a lot of a lot of people just write off people if they they think they're just talking from a nostalgic moment. No, I've got sense enough to just appreciate air conditioning just for a whole lot. Amen, amen, amen. I got I've got sense enough to appreciate a computer a lot. I I like and 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 I like I like to go to the gadget store. I'm bring on out something else. Give me something else. But no, when it comes to God, when it comes, well, what's right? When it, well, it's in here. It's in here. Praise God. Praise God. It's, it's what saved me. It's what, it's what kept me. It's, it's what, it's the reason my, my family's not on drugs. It's the reason my, my family's not alcoholics. Thank God. It's because of this lifestyle. We didn't let anybody in the church till they got the Holy Ghost. A lot of times, folks don't want you to don't want you to do anything but but just say something wonderful and exciting and happy and Zig Ziglar style because they got four or five nice couples in there that's never felt conviction, but they're paying tithes, and they don't want that conviction to hit them and that doctrine to hit them because they're going to lose it maybe. 
You know, and no one wants to be negative. No one wants to be negative all the time. Shoot, no. But if you positive every time, one person said to me, I don't want, I don't want my folks to ever come and hear anything but something wonderful, something positive, and leave on a high mode. Well, what happened to that day whenever the Word of God got down and touched us and we had to crawl home almost and pray through before we went to work the next day? Sometime we have to pray through. Sometime we have to be met with the word of God and let the word of God get down in our hearts and do a work. And then we shout, praise God. Then we're happy, oh hallelujah, because we prayed through. We gotta pray through every once in a while to get the joy. So, I remember a time when one scripture was enough. If one scripture said it, all right. That's enough. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. That was enough. And I'm not even preaching against television this morning. I'm just saying that was enough. What about love not the world, neither the things that are in the world? That was enough. We weren't supposed to love the world. And we knew that if we loved the world, then we couldn't have Christ in us. But I got to say, the table is getting dirty. And it's getting where you have to kind of hunt a place to eat. Hollywood has thrown up all over it. Politics has regurgitated We've had too much too long. You know, people are not supposed to have too much too long. As they say, it's getting awful quiet in here. <laughs> oh, God help us to have too much too long. I, I, I want to pay my bills. I would be happy to have a little nest egg. The fact is, I wouldn't mind having a million dollars. But the truth of it is, it might not be good for me to have a million dollars. It might not be good for me to be able to pay my bill every time just right on the spot. I might get to the place that I wouldn't trust God or I'd get to feeling cocky. Well, now, I, 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 I read the other day about a, a, a preacher that wrote about 
how good he felt about changing the name of his church. He said that it got, it had the word Pentecostal on it. And he said, I was, we were totally embarrassed. And he said, uh, and we felt like it was offensive to the community. I forget just how he said it. So he said, I, 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 we feel better now. We relate to the community better now because we have taken the word Pentecost off of our sign. And I believe he put on their community, community church. Well, I just passed a, a church that day. When I read that, I just passed a church that day and they're building a new church there close to where we live. Uh, and, and it said, home, future home of community church. And I asked my wife, I said, well, I wonder what kind that is. <laughs> and then I, I, that same day, I got the article and I read about it. Community church. Well, I tell you what, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation. Praise God. Praise God. It made me want to put, like they say in, uh, in real estate, everything is location, location, location. It made me want to build a church and say, apostolic, apostolic, apostolic. Praise God. Praise God. And they stayed steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Praise God. Praise God. Well, you know, now, now I'm not, this, this is it. I'm running into Max, so don't think I'm building up to something. This is... This is what I'm doing. Don't wait for the big move. <laughs> Thank God. Well, you know, I, 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 I've, I've been raised totally. I've been raised totally to love the Bible. Love the Bible. Appreciate the Bible. The Bible is so wonderful. You, you, you know, uh, I went one of my men one time was working on a swabbing unit in the oil field. And he said, Brother Mom, I want you to come by and see me one day. And so one day I drove about 25 miles in the woods and, 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 and Brother Maskey was out there and uh, uh, he met me and he had grease and oil all over him and dust and all that. And so and he said, before you leave now, I want to show you my work Bible. I'm going to show you the work Bible. And he took me and he got, reached behind the seat and he took a, that was the greasiest, dirtiest Bible I've ever seen. It was just greasy all over. He said, now, I'm not, I'm not destroying it. He said, this is my work Bible. I have another, you know, I have another Bible. This is my work, this I got to, and he just loved it so much. He just loved it. So, you know what? My family, my family, we've got a little old deal. I don't know where it come from. But we won't put anything on the Bible. We won't set anything on the Bible. It's always on the top of everything. You don't set a Sunday school book on the Bible. You don't, you don't set anything on the Bible. And, 
and, and, and my daughter one time, when she'd grown, she said, Dad, is that in the scripture? I said, no, it's not in the scripture, but it's in our hearts. That's where it's at. Praise God. I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I mean, it's been a Bible. This has been a, the Bible for hundreds and hundreds of years. But now folks are wanting to discard the King James Version. This, this Bible is obsolete. It's, it's obsolete. It's, it's not any good. Why, do you know that the NIV, there's, there's hundreds of things that's taken out. You read along and you get to certain scriptures, they're just not there anymore. But people are wanting to change us. One man said not long ago, he said within 10 years, I'm going to see that not a United Pentecostal Church preacher uses the King James Version. Well, I guess I'm going to be dead then because I'll still have a King James Version of the Bible. You know, people, people have always asked me uh, about different versions of the Bible. And I said, well, I think as long as you take them, maybe, and use them like a commentary or something, but don't make it your Bible. Don't make it your main Bible. I didn't know people were going to go goofy with it. You know, <laughs> I'm so sorry, brother. Drink this oil. Thank you, sir. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you. Israel was 30 miles from the promised land. And Barak knew that fighting them wouldn't work. He knew it. Because that had already been tried. And God would come to the defense. And God would fight the battles. Wouldn't work. Well, so he got Balaam to come to curse. Israel. Now, when the angel, when Balaam started to curse Israel, the angel said, no, you've got to bless them. But if the angel had said, go ahead and curse them, then that would have still been wrong because Paul said, if I are an angel from heaven, Preach any other gospel. Let him be accursed. Yeah. Praise God. Well, you know, the deal is they, 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 they can't, uh, the, the world fighting us did not do the job. They tried to fight us. They tried to rotten egg us. They tried, they tried to freeze us out at schools. They tried to do everything that they could do against us, and it didn't work. We just multiplied. One time, Brother Urshan was in a barbershop in Derrida, Louisiana, and he said, any apostolics here? The man said, yeah, they're taking over like Johnson grass. 
Yeah, they are. You know, and, and people were fighting us. People didn't like us. They didn't appreciate us in any way. But that fighting did not work. So people had to drop back and do something else. Let's intersperse. Let's intermingle. Y'all are good guys. Well, now here we are. So, uh, Balak said to Balaam, he said, maybe we need to change our location here just a little. He said, now, let's, let's get over here. Let's, let's go over here and, and, and see what we can do. Let's change locations. And he got over there. And he couldn't curse him. He just couldn't curse him. So what the world is saying, okay, now, 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 now come over here. Uh, let's, let, let's, let, maybe we can make you a star. Maybe, come over here. All right, all right. I, I, I still can't do it. It still had, we're still Pentecost. We're still apostolic. Well, come over, come over here a little bit. Change your church name. Well, I hope that we, I hope we still are not willing to change our church name. Well, let's come over here. Let's put just a, in, in your music, let's put a, a few little dance steps in your music. Well, come over here now. I believe we can further do this if we'll put a little rap in it. I, I, I think, I think, I tell you what, if we'll, if we'll take some of that Jesus stuff out of there and blood out of there and power out of there and Holy Ghost out of there, in, in this, if we'll make it just about the same as a love song. If we'll, if we'll fix it to Now here I, I know a good love song. The song, all you'd have to do is put, just change a word or two and, and, and the young people would go for it. The old people can't do nothing about it. And we're going to eventually change the whole thing up. We can, we can do it. We can do it from here. Let's... Uh, I tell you what, let's do. You, you're having trouble doing this cursing because you're used to blessing. So I tell you what, let's do. Let's have a neighborhood church. Let's go to the neighborhood program. And let's invite the, the Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterians, and the Episcopalians, and the Catholics. Let's invite them all in and let's do a neighborhood thing. And go ahead and educate your people to it and let them, uh, let them preach one Sunday and let them come over and you go over and preach for them and, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I believe you can curse them if you'll do that. They never would relent. Oh, always they just get up and they tell you what you've got to do to be saved. They tell you that you've got to have the death, the burial, and the resurrection, 
and they have the audacity to spell it out what it is. Finally, Balaam said, I'll tell you what, I can't curse them, but if you'll get them to intermarry and intermingle, that'll get the job done. That'll get the job done. And now, I want to, I want to reiterate, this is one of the most wholesome, this is a one of, this, this district, I believe it's a purest worship that I've been in, and I don't know when. I am, I am preaching to the choir. I understand that. But I want to tell you something. It will eventually come to your door. A man told me not long ago, a preacher told me, he said, well, oh, see, I'm not going to fight. He's strong. He said, I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to tend to my own little flock. I said, yes, but one day, they're coming after you, buddy. They're coming after you. He told me not long ago, they're here. They're here. There was, I have a picture of a, in, a, in, a, in a book of a covered wagon out in the wilderness. And right by the wagon wheel in the weeds is a man and his wife, an old settler or so, trying, trying to go to California. Uh, they're sitting there at that table, and it's got a white tablecloth on it. And they're sitting there in the wilderness by that, in the afternoon having supper. And... I read about it, and it said that was the one thing that that wife said she was not giving up. She said, if I'm going to California, you're going to carry me a little table. And I'm going to keep a tablecloth. I'm going to keep a white tablecloth. We're going to have our supper. We're going to have our dinner, and we're going to have our breakfast on that table. And that table's going to be clean. Praise God. Well, you know the story before I get there. Praise God. I am determined by the grace of God. And I think we all need to be determined by the grace of God. We're going to take our table with us. And we're going to keep it clean. Hallelujah. Thank God. Prepare the table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible said here there wasn't hardly a, a place clean to eat on. There was no place clean to eat on. I say, let's make us a spot here to eat. And then let's make us another spot to eat. And let's keep cleaning it all off. Keep it clean all off. You say, but Brother Marlon, there's so many people doing it the other way. I don't care. We, we've got to, what we've got to do, we've got to keep it right in here. Thank God. We've got to live for God. Thank God. 
We can't let nothing, nothing separate us. Nothing separate us from the love of God. Neither heights nor depths, nor principalities or power. Nothing. Kinfolks, children, grandchildren, nobody, pastors, nobody can separate us from the love of God. God, that's one thing I won't give up. I won't give it up. There's, there's some things I won't give up, and that's a clean table. Praise God. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. There's two things that we must have in order to live and exist. And that's food and rest. Food and rest. Amen. Amen. And to tell you the truth, I'm not tired of the manna. To tell you the truth, amen, I'm, I'm not going to fuss about the manna. Ain't God, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I want to go back to Egypt Praise God. I, I don't want to go back. Amen. Manna's just fine with me. Praise God. If that's what if that's if that's angel food. Praise God. Praise God. I want to be able to feed off the Lord's table. Praise God. I ask you to underline rest in there. Rest. Rest is is, is such a spiritual term. Rest is such a religious term. Thank God. What do we we gotta have rest? We gotta have rest. We gotta have food. And we've got to have rest. If we don't have rest, just like food, we'll die. We'll die. And people are so stretched out. Well, there is no rest when the bed is too short. Yeah, we had too much company someplace where I was at. And, and I said, oh, I can sleep right here. Don't ever make that statement. I can sleep right here. Amen. I, my feet wouldn't you could just kind of touch. Well, then I wound up trying to put my legs over the top of the little thing. And it cut the circulation off. And I woke up with a Charlie horse dancing all over the room. Hitting it, you know. Oh God! I tell you what, I can get the deepest in prayer of my life was when I got a Charlie horse. <laughs> if, if, and, and, yeah, you, yeah, I guarantee you do. His family is susceptible to Charlie horse. His brother wrecked an airplane, and the pilot said, "Don't you ever ask me to carry you anywhere before he kicked the door out." But anyway, Charlie horse. And, and so then I, I take and stick one leg through the, the deal and one leg over it and finally around. If the bed is too short, you're not going to get any rest. If you ever slept when cold with a cover too narrow, and when you reach and get it and you jerk it up, it comes up around your neck. 
and then you take your feet and you stomp it down and you determine to stretch it and hold it and the first thing you know from your waist up your ice <laughs> and the cover is too narrow the bed is too narrow and the, and the cover is too narrow and what I'm saying to you is our children our young people are getting short sheeted They're not getting what we got. And you don't have to be 71 years old. You, if you got it 10 years ago, and they're not getting it now, you've got to have it or they're short-sheeted. Assembly of God preacher and I were talking, and we were coming down in Jose, California. We'd been talking for a long time. He was a full-time evangelist. He spoke to thousands constantly. You could tell he was not a braggart. He was doing that. And just as we was going down, he put his hand on my hand. And he said, Brother Marler, I want you to pray for me. I said, what's, what's wrong? He said, Brother Marler, I'm going in to preach. I believe it's 6,000 young people. And he said, I can, there's no use for me to talk to them about getting a blessing. They don't know what it is. He said, there's no use for me to give an, a, a, an invitation of, of, of the Holy Ghost. They don't know anything about it. He said most of our preachers don't even speak in tongues. He said holiness would be that farthest thing out in the world to them. Short sheeted. All because somebody found a better way. Somebody found another avenue to go. No, there is no better way. I promise you, there's no better way than the Word of God. So we got all these movies. People now are going to movies. They're going downtown. They're going to movies and think nothing at all about it. People going to ball games. And I'm not here to preach a whole new sermon. I'm, I'm, this is all in what I'm trying to do. They mean, go to ball games, think nothing about it. Some people have box seats at ball games. Well, I, I want to. And, and you know, I want to tell you something else. They come into the church and they're. There, we have these services where they're just a bunch of fast music, and I'm not preaching against it. I can, I can tolerate it. Amen. I may not get anything out of it, but I'll be quiet. I'm not going to fuss about it. But, but the, what I'm worried about is the young people leave thinking they felt God. They, they didn't feel God. And, and I want to say, hey, you're short-sheeted. Somebody's pulled a trick on you. People used to talk about, well, we're going to go in this, in this camp to pray for a break, pray for a break, pray for a break. Well, they wouldn't know what you was talking about today if you said we got to have a break in the camp. What the break means is that you preach and you pray where you feel it or not, amen, until the power of God comes in and takes over. And then everything gets on automatic because you've got a break and the Spirit of God is moving. But 
Now you know what happens. They just rev up the music a little higher. That's the way they do. Oh, friend. Well, I, I long to hear people feel real conviction. Real conviction. Conviction that just moves through and ripples through the congregation. And you see people that are not used to praising much, all of a sudden that conviction hits them. I, I long to see the sinner it preached to her. The only way you're going to get the sinner under real conviction uh, is, is not really in the stores of car wrecks because they see more of that in one video game. But what you've got, the conviction comes when you lay the word of God out. Praise God. And they begin to look in the mirror of God's perfect law of liberty and see that their reflection is not there. And I, I long for our young people once again to feel real Holy Ghost conviction. We've got folks running around talking about, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle. He's an apostle. He's a bunch of bunk is all that is. That's ego that came from Trinity Broadcasting. And you can read about where it started in Charisma Magazine. Amen. You know, if there's a prophet, God knows about him and nobody else has to know. And, and, and God told me this and God told me that. And God spoke to me this. And our, our poor little old Bible school kids, they come mimicking all this stuff. God spoke to me. God told me. I try to tell them. I say, well, why don't you just start off by saying, I, I think I felt impressed. Don't get into God told me what to eat for breakfast. Because God don't do that. He don't run conversations with people. I'd like, I'd like to get on top of the, the highest steeple in the world this morning and say God doesn't do that. You know, I'd like to, but you know, I have heard people that sound almost prophetic. And I've heard people so annoying. But buddy, I wouldn't have touched them. I wouldn't have said anything. I just I'm on. You couldn't hired me to have done it. You know, uh, we have a lot of tongues interpretation, and of course, years ago, when tongues interpretation went forth, it was always on target. And the truth of it was, no babies cried, and nobody walked out, and most of the time, people hit the floor. But we didn't have it very much. We didn't say, oh, I feel some of the things that happened here. And somebody said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, it was always totally unexpected. I know when it's being set up now. But you know what? We was in the general conference a few years ago. I don't worry if you all remember it or not, but I had it mentioned to me the other day. I was glad up for it because it confirmed it again in my mind. Tongues and interpretation went forth. That whole general conference went hushed. People hit their knees. It was a feeling like everybody was taking communion. 
and was, I was walking out of the service, and I was right under the bleachers, going out right where the bleachers were. And I heard it. I froze, turned and went back in, found me a place to pray. And all day, that day, and all day, the next day, and all day, the next day, people would say, was you in there for that tongues and interpretation? Was you in there for that tongues and interpretation? Did you hear that tongues and interpretation? And I said to myself, yes, but I was also in there for a bunch of others. How come this one is standing out? Because it's real. I don't want our kids to be short shooting. Brother Thon, am I in the book or not? I don't want them to be short shooting. I don't want them to have. I want them to have enough to cover. Amen. I want. I want them to be able to keep warm. Here's the thing. What time did I start? I, okay, I know. I know. I got it. You see what I did? I looked at the watch thinking y'all would see me look at it, but I didn't look at it. <laughs> That's a false feeling of safety. <laughs> but here's the deal. In order to get the treasure, we have to buy the whole field. Praise God. We have to buy the whole field. You can't just pick out. My, my, my grandmother would make my mother so mad, and my mother liked her mother-in-law, but it made her so mad. On one thing, when they cut a watermelon, my grandmother would say, well, I don't want much. Just give me the heart. <laughs> no, that's not the way it is. <laughs> that's not the way it is. My mother would have liked to say, Granny, it's not that way. You cut it at the rind. Amen. And you come on through, and it's not so good, and it's not so good, and it gets better, and it gets better, and it's better, gets better, and it's better. In order to have this, we've got to buy the whole field. We can't reach in and get the spirit out of it. We can't reach in and just get tongues and interpretation out of it. We can't reach in and get what we want. We've got to buy the whole field. One of my, one of my close friends, Brother Mooney, can tell you, I've lost a lot of friends to this. One of my friends that... Everybody would know his name at any age at all. If I called him, he told me, he said, let me tell you, Os, he said, you, you see my church. He said, they all wear makeup. He said, they all wear whatever they want to wear. They all cut their hair. He said, they all look alike. But he said, let me tell you something. He said, the only people that I can depend on, you would know the difference. But he said, the only people that I can depend on is the ones that was raised apostolic. That's the only ones that you can be sure is going to come to prayer meeting. That's the only ones you can be sure is going to pay tithes. That's the only ones that's going to be sure that's going to go out on this. Don't that tell us something? So we need to clean the table. We need to lengthen the bed. 
and we need to get cover that's adequate for us. For you see, we're only 30 miles in my way of looking at it in time from the promised land. And they fought us and couldn't get us stopped. We're 30 miles, about 30 miles from the promised land. And they couldn't stop us. Now they're sending Balaam's out. They call us, some of the liberal thinkers are saying, we are church in transition. We, ne we never have quite got to where we ought to get. Hmm. But the scripture says here, and I'm going to close, talking about this, uh, Peter says, for if after they have escape the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are again entangled therein. No, uh, Jesus Christ. They are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than at the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. For you see, Righteousness will I lay to the line and to the plummet. But he said, hell shall sweep away the refuge of lies and water shall overflood the hiding places. It's going to happen. The way of righteousness that after they had known it to turn from the holy command was delivered unto them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. No, it's, sir, it's not grace that's made you change and, and start doing the things you had repented of. No, sir. Sir, it, it is not enlightenment. No, sir. No, it's not what it is. What it really is is what the Bible says it is. You have gone back and got that vomit that you threw up in repentance, and now you're gobbling it down again. That's what it is. Get a clean table. Get a clean table. Praise God. God bless you.